Radical Life with Rick and Robin Moe. Today we're going to talk about a changed heart. It makes a changed life. We're right here on the island, Merritt Island, Florida. At least this week we are. We're getting ready to leave the island to go north, spend some time up on the farm, and around the lake, and with folks and people in the north. We've been here in the south now for about six months, maybe a little less for me because I was up there in February. I was in Minnesota doing the work. It was 20 below zero out on the farm, and uh, I was digging. And I think one of the things I love about being on the farm when it's that cold is knowing that it's short-lived and I'll be back down here where it's. Right. Knowing you have another place to go. Knowing that you're going you... to another place. I'll tell you what, it's a lot like heaven. It helps you endure. Always. Knowing that we're only passing through. Yes. Heaven is our home. This world is not our home. No. Heaven is our destination. And we're not talking on top of the clouds. We're not talking a fluffy little place with a harp and wings. Not at all. We will never have wings. Wings were not designed for human beings. They were designed for angels and birds and airplanes. Well, Jesus' body did not have wings. Did not have wings, no. Today, though, we're going to talk about the gospel. We're going to talk about what changes lives. Today, we're going to talk about a changed heart. makes a changed life. And like a very popular song in my repertoire of listening from back in the 80s, I used to listen to a group called Sweet Comfort Band. Brian Duncan sang a song, Changed Hearts, Make Changed Lives. And the next line is, And I See One in You. Nice. One day I was asked by one of my band members, we were standing around a, a gas pump. We were putting fuel in the RV as we were traveling across to Iowa. I'll never forget the day. It was a beautiful July day there in Iowa. And one of my band members came out of the RV, walked right up to me, and he looked down at me and he was called, we're talking six foot six. <laughs> Scotty Madison looked down at me and said, Rick, how do you know God is real? I said, Scotty, I know God's real because I can see him in you. A changed heart makes a changed life, and I can see one in you. Isn't that interesting? He would ask that question, and he already had it changed. Very much so, but we question it. We doubt it sometimes. Yeah. We, the battleground is not Armageddon. The battleground's in the mind. It happens between the ears. Yeah. That's where the battle, behind the eyes and between the ears is where the battle goes on. The battle for the mind, Satan knows it and he tries to beat us up in our mind with our thoughts. And I'll tell you what, when your heart is changed, it does, it begins to affect your mind. It can affect your mind in a great way. When your heart is changed, it sends out blood to the whole system, your whole body. When you've got a new heart, you got blood pumping, you got life happening. And when Jesus comes into your heart, he changes things. He changes things. I'm telling you right now. So what do you do, though, when you have that? What do you, what do, you do? Mm-hmm. Well, the simple answer is rise up in faith and believe. That's the simple answer. How do you do that? Practically, how do you do that? You begin by get the truth in you. What is the truth? Well, the Bible's full of it, from Genesis to Revelations. It's jam-packed full of truth. You know, you may be saying, well, which, which one Which one should I grab? Grab any one of them. If you don't know which one to grab, grab any one of them. Start there. Start with something from the Word of God. Get the truth in your mind. Get it ruminating. Get it running around and around. You know, run it forward. Run it backwards. Pause it if you need to for a moment so you can dwell on it. Meditate on it, all right? Meditate on God's Word. Open your mind to God's Word. Open it up so you can meditate on it. And then just let the word go to work in your heart. Let the truth of God set you free. I was thinking about uh, doubting. And if you do doubt, it's okay. God gets that. Mm -hmm. 
So you just go to him. Go to him. So Run to him. Doubt, go, ask him. Go to the Bible. Mm. Ask him. Talk to him. Go to somebody who can, you can talk to. So it's okay to doubt. But I also feel when you start to get a doubt in your head, right. it reminds me of when Satan spoke to Eve. He was placing a doubt yes. in her. Guess what? Remember what he used? What did he use when he came to her and got her to start to doubt? What did he use? Tell me. God's word. Oh, yes. He even used God's word against her and got her to doubt God's word. I mean, what are you going to get? I mean, what's the best thing for Satan to use? The best thing is for him to use God's word against you. And he tried to do that with Jesus, too. And he tried to do it with Jesus. Jesus put him down fast and hard. So when I get a doubt, I'm a believer. I know the truth, right? Jesus saved me. But whenever a little doubt wants to creep into my mind, I think immediately it's Satan. Yes. Anything in your mind that comes in there that gets you to think God is less than he is, that he's less caring, less loving, less good, that's not God. That's the enemy trying to get you to think that God is not for you, that he's not real. If God be for you, who can be against you? Satan would like you to believe that everything's against you. So even if you don't have your question answered, let's say you don't get your doubt answered right away, but you know that the doubt is coming from the enemy, then you just have to believe it in faith, like you said. Rise up in faith. Just believe it in faith. Even if you don't have the answer yet, believe in faith that God is who he says he is in his word. Speak it out. Too many times we just say words of doubt. People constantly are using words of doubt. They'll say, oh, I just can't believe it. Well, believe it. Believe in what God can do. Believe that you are a child of God. The Bible says, real simply, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. doesn't say, well, think about it for a while. You know, search if you feel like it. And then if I feel like it, I'll open the door so you can walk through. No, it says ask and you will receive. Seek, that means look, search. And you will find, knock, and the door will be opened unto you. What I have found is when I ask, seek, and knock, God gives to me above all I can think or ask. He gives to me more than enough. You know, when I ask for like a a certain amount for certain something, he says, how about uh, something a little bit more? How about something a little bit just to share with others? I'll give you more if you'll do that. Well, uh, okay, I'll do that. And then sure enough, there comes the more. The Bible says that God is the God of more than enough. Well, I deserve a God who just, I just want a shack in the corner of heaven. <laughs> okay, well, take it. Yeah, get your shack then. I don't want a shack in the corner of heaven. I want what God has for me. I really do. I want what God has for me. And I don't know what that is exactly what it is in what part of heaven, but I just want it. I want what God has for me. And hey, if he gives me more than I can even think or ask, then I can share with others, right? I mean, think about it. What if we all got so much, we all, all we could do is just share with others. Give Sharing. away, too. Yeah. Give away. Give away what he's giving yes. you. God when, wants us to be givers. When you, you know, seek, ask, and knock, you're going towards God. You're taking actions towards God. Doubting yes, takes away you away from, God. from him. Jesus is really plain about that. You know, what doubting is. Like a wave on an ocean. Yeah. Toss to If you ask, don't doubt. Why no. ask? And when you do, and if you do, just say, Lord, I stand up against this doubt. I mean, get aggressive with it, you know? Yes. Hey, you get aggressive with other things. Get aggressive with things that really count. Our lives are lived so frivolous, futile. 
Our lives are lived so unessential. Mm. Our lives are essential. God gave us essential lives. He gave us essential work to do. So we need to get out there and be doing our essentialness. That's what we need to be doing. Essential. Don't you want your life to oh, be essential? Oh, man. Yes, you do. You want your life to count for something. Yes. You want to be fruitful. You want to multiply. You want to be significant. I just feel like we all need to get stirred up inside. Stirred up. Just stirred up to stirred up. what we can do, what yep. we can say, how we can be more. And like too oftentimes, the stirred up even get misguided. Mm-hmm. We have misguided stirred up on this planet right now. We get pe- so many people stirred up. You're like, come on, what is God stirring you up to do? What did He put you here for? You know, the Bible talks about peace. That when you know Jesus, K N O W, when you can know Jesus, <laughs> yeah. you. Can know peace. You know Jesus. You know peace. You will. You get the knowledge of Jesus. You get the knowledge. You know that he's living in your heart. You know that you're following him by his word. You get to know Jesus. You'll get to know peace. But I'll tell you what. Know Jesus. N-O. Okay? Mm-hmm. Know Jesus. N-O. Jesus. You have no Jesus. No peace. And you have no peace. K-N-O-W. Jesus. K-N-O-W. Peace. KNOW sounds like an, an AM radio station. If you're going to listen to radio, listen to KNOW. The peace that Jesus gives is not the what the peace of the world. The peace of the world is right. temporary. They're always at, at best. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure that there's a word for temporary peace. I'm sure there's a word. You know, Satan wouldn't mind at all that you get you know lulled to sleep and feeling good. Yes, get sleep. Get the rest of God in your life. Get some sleep with God. The Bible says that this is my acceptable worship. Well, what's your acceptable worship? Whatever you give to God. Sleep can be acceptable worship. Just like singing a song. Just like giving an offering. When you sleep peacefully, sleep peacefully. you are not in a place of fear, worry, anger. You're not churned up inside. You're not anxious. You're just putting your trust in the Lord, and then you'll sleep so peacefully. Yes. During these times of unrest, sleep with Jesus. Go to bed with God. Take him with you. Lay there and let him just cover you with a blanket of peace. It said, bring all your requests to him. Bring it to him. Bring your requests to God. Let them be made known to God. Lay them before him. Release them. Trust him with the situation. And a peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Um, when it says it guards your mind, I think of what we just talked about, our mind. Yes. Peace will guard your mind. You trust in the Lord, and you will have that peace, and your mind will be at rest. It all falls into place. If you're not feeling peaceful inside, something's off. Right. It should be this huge red flag that you're not in a good place. So as soon as that starts coming in and you don't feel peaceful, say, okay, I'm, I'm away from God again. What do I need to do to get back? And you get back in the Word. You start talking to Him. You start speaking words of faith. Whatever you need to do, whatever works for you. If you have a memory verse or right. you need to go sit down and journal. Whatever needs to bring you back to a place of peace. Don't you want to live in peace? Yes, we do. We want to I believe all people want peace. I think they, they do, really too. Even when they talk about peace in the whole world. Right. which I'm not sure is possible till the Lord comes back. But everybody wants peace. They know that's the ideal. Yeah. Anything outside of that is not ideal. Jesus wants peace for you. 
You want your life to be filled with peace. If today you've never asked Christ into your heart and you're listening to our voices and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, you can do it. Right now, right where you stand, right where you sit, right where you are at, you can ask Jesus into your heart and say, Jesus, I need that changed heart that Rick's talking about. I need that light where blood is coursing through my veins, the blood that comes from you, Jesus. Today, all you got to do is just stop. Drop to one knee, two knees. Don't drop to any knee. Stand right where you are, you are and ask Jesus into your heart. Whatever place that you're in, face the east, the north, the south, the west, it don't matter what direction you're facing. It doesn't matter if your head is held high or your head is dragging low. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you ask, that you acknowledge God, that you recognize him as supreme. Recognize him as the change agent. Recognize he is the savior of the world. Jesus Christ, son of God, savior of the world. Thank you again to all of our wonderful Radical Life Support listeners. If you have any questions or need to reach us for any reason, remember we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also reach us via email at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and we are now on Stitcher. If you are enjoying our podcast, please share with your friends so that we can reach a larger audience. Remember, living a radical life for Jesus means knowing that your life is essential. Woo! Radical life.